This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. We turn now to our trusted contributors from the Ontario Pharmacists Association and important information about your health. Falls are a major cause of serious injury and even death among seniors, but they are preventable. Your pharmacist can help prevent falls by looking at your medications and their side effects and also looking at your health habits and your lifestyle. He's here to help. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and he's going to share the information and also take your questions about your medications, how they may be interacting, and actually any other questions you might have for a pharmacist. Dean, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Hi, Libby. I think a lot of people don't even realize how serious an issue falls are. Yeah, a lot of people think it's just um, you know isolated to retirement homes and and long term care facilities <clears throat> where it's a big big problem. But you know this this spreads right out to the general population. You know, in in one out of every three Canadians over sixty five in in a single year has a fall, and and many of those falls are pretty serious and leads to a lot of different uh, other issues that you know potentially even puts them into a, a hospital. Well, exactly. I mean, it is often a fall that is the thing that leads to somebody's failing and declining. Yeah, often often that's the first thing that happens. You know, somebody takes a fall, uh, a, a bone gets broken, an ankle gets twisted, you know, your back is never the same, your neck is never the same, and it's just, a, it's a downward spiral, and we see it all the time. And, uh, you know, prevention is the key. I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that's absolutely foolproof that's going to say you're never going to fall. But, uh, you know, there are certain things that you can certainly do, and a lot of it is medication-related. Okay. So let's get right to it. What are some of the main medication or medication combination culprits? Yeah. You know, I bet you everybody on, you know, that's listening today has probably heard their pharmacist say, hey, this one's going to make you a little tired or it's going to make you a little drowsy when you take it. Because it's, it's one of the most common side effects of almost any, any medication that you can take. Um, not all of them, of course, but many of them. But when you start combining them, and that happens a lot, especially with seniors, and as you get to be 60, 65, 70 and beyond, you know, that your numbers of medications increase and increase and increase, thus increasing the potential of, of, of interaction. So, you know, commonplace things like things for depression or things for anxiety, I mean, sleeping aids, of course, I mean, they, they're, they're supposed to make you drowsy, but, you know, a lot of them you know, when you're first prescribed them especially, they cause issues of residual drowsiness in the morning. You're maybe not as alert or awake as you would be under normal circumstances. 
that's when problems start to happen. And the combinations of the, of, of the two or three or five or even 10 medications together are often a pretty complex problem even for a pharmacist to, to kind of decipher. Uh, we've talked here a lot about benzodiazepines. Right. Are they a big culprit? What are some of those drugs? Yeah, so, so I mean, the one that most people will know it as is, is Valium. I mean, Valium was, is sort of the grandfather in that category, and it's been around for, you know, 100 years. But there's many, many medications that are in that family, and and those are notorious. Those those you know things like common uh, place names that people would see like Ativan or Tamazepam. You know, it's they're very, very, very close relatives of Valium, and and those are are big time culprits. I mean, they're supposed to relieve anxiety, make you feel like a little bit more, uh, not on edge, but a little bit calmer. But of course, sometimes that comes with uh, unnecessary side effects. And a drug like Valium is pretty long acting compared to a drug like Ativan, which is very short acting. And and you know, there's a big difference there. So you know, your physician may sort of play around with your dosing, play around with what kind of medication you take, because you know, different. We've talked about before where different people are impacted differently. What about um, there are some medications uh, called beta blockers and they're for your heart. Yeah, so that that's a that's a great example. I mean, uh, you know, ask any uh, professional golfer, you know, they mm-hmm. they uh, to calm the nerves and things, uh, beta blockers are pretty uh, commonplace. Uh, they're not legal to take, but but you know, they're they're common. I, I have to say that that uh, I know a lot of people who take them for just like a performance anxiety, there are people who don't right. generally. They uh, musicians. A, a good friend of mine, uh, you know, went back to playing the cello yeah. because she had terrible performance anxiety. So that's a beta blocker. I mean, she's an athlete. Um, people, I I know somebody, a uh, young, lovely young woman. She gets nervous in presentations. She takes a beta blocker. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, sports. You have golfers, tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because, I mean, beta blockers are, I mean, they first were, I mean, they've been around, another medication has been around for 50, 60 years. But, you know, they were, they originally came out, they were for blood pressure. And, you know, people took them to to sort of slow and, and even the pace of your heartbeat, thus evening out or, or softening out your, your blood pressure. Well, what people didn't realize is the side effects around them were, you know, a little bit, sleepy or are a lot calmer and hence what you're saying actresses uh, sp- uh speakers uh you know professional athletes you know all musicians almost uh they, that medication is pretty commonplace amongst that are you saying it's community. illegal <laughs> well, all those I, I, I i don't mean illegal to take the drug because it's not a it's not an illicit drug by any means but is is but, it illegal to prescribe it for those reasons oh no no no, no for sure i mean i i was talking more about uh you know, professional golfers on tour, that there's rules around that. Oh, right? I so, see. It's yeah. like doping. Yeah, like doping, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But that's a great example of a medication that, uh, you know, uh, especially if, if combined with something else, because on its own, it's not really notorious for causing falls and that sort of thing. But when combined with other things, for sure. I mean, it, it, it certainly, one contributes to the other, contributes to the other, and that's a medication that is pretty prevalent amongst the senior population and then hence, you know, so what are what are some of the combos that make these things yes. dangerous? Yeah, so unfortunately a lot of those medications that are combinations are commonly used together. So you know you use you know if you have 
you know, depression, uh, for instance, is a, you know, a pretty prevalent uh, uh, issue amongst most people. And quite often people that are on an antidepressant medication would also take or they would carry at least with them, you know, something for anxiety to kind of take the edge off when things get particularly bad. You know, the two of those together, notorious combination. Um, you know, and then they may also take something for sleeping. And, and you know, so that residual effect in the morning and then and then you combine it with even a glass of wine or beer or something. Oh, that must All be... of a sudden, wow, that's a, that's a very potent combination. So. It, it, so are most of these drugs things that you should never drink if you're on them? Uh, you know, every class that I just mentioned, you know, whether it be uh, an antidepressant, uh, anti-anxiety, um, you know, even a pain reliever or, or something for sleep, uh, I wouldn't say that, I, I wouldn't say under all circumstances you shouldn't have any alcohol because in definitely in as they say all things in moderation uh, a little bit is not going to hurt but certainly uh, as soon as you add alcohol to that combination they become a lot more potent than they normally would be so not to say that it's an absolute no no but um, but uh, certainly worth talking to your pharmacist about what about uh, some drugs for allergic reactions like Benadryl. I remember getting very sleepy right. from Benadryl. Yeah, so that that's that's uh, that's sort of one of those uh, things that's that's very interesting because if you go and you look at the active ingredient in a sleeping aid that you can buy over the counter, it's Benadryl. You know, like a lot of those products like Sleepies and Nightall, that's all it is 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 Benadryl with a different name. So so a lot of people don't know that, but you know, for one, they're using it for sleeping and then they're also using it as a as an anti allergic uh, agent you know for bee stings or a yep. rash or seasonal allergy even so yeah so i mean it can be very confusing when when these drugs all have different names right right and it's just the way they're marketed and again benadryl you know it's quite often taken by by people to help with sleeping and that sort of thing it has you know a fairly long um uh, you know, a long duration of action. So again, we're talking about falls today. So it's one of those medications that, you know, people just sort of say, hey, you know what, it's it's just over the counter. So it's not not going to do anything for me. Well, right? but yeah, it, that's but an, combined with other things, it's it can be pretty potent. That's, that's another thing that, that we really have to get into is the combination of what you might be taking prescription and over the counter. Over the counter doesn't mean benign. Natural doesn't mean benign. Uh, we want to talk about all of that. And uh, please call if you have questions about things that you may be combining, whether it's an over-the-counter drug and a prescription drug or uh, whatever question you have for Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Before we take a quick break, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740-4740. We'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. 
Welcome back. I am here with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about falls, about how serious they are, about how to prevent them. And uh, one of the main causes is drug interactions that make you drowsy, sleepy, and kaboom. And we are taking your calls. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And we've got Mike in Ajax. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you doing today? Fine, how are you? Not bad. Okay, uh, Dean. Hi, Mike. Yeah, um, Ativan, Lorazepam, whatever you want to call it. Right. Is the reason you get anxious for that caused by the drug itself? It's not anxiety, but it's the drug saying, oh, I'm, I'm going down in, in supply, I need another one? <laughs> is that what causes that? Well, you know, it is a drug that people can get dependent on, for sure. And, and you know, it's one of those drugs that's more... Uh, more likely to be successful if you just use it when you need it versus sort of on a routine basis. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, I know you were sort of tongue-in-cheek saying, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, can you get anxious from the drug itself? But I, I thought think, you could. I thought that's what I read about it, the lack of, as the drug wears off, because it's short-lasting. Well, you know, so, yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, these are medications that if you are on them and get dependent on them, they are very tough to get off um, because, you you know, you are... You do get used to it, uh, uh, you know, providing you with that level of, of, of anxiety relief, and quite frankly, you, you feel good. So, so when you when you take it, uh, you know, you want to take if one works, you might want to say, "Hey, I'll take a second one," right? And 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 that that contributes to the problem. So it, it is it is a, a medication that has potential for for abuse and issues, but. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, if you just sort of take it as you need it and only as you need it and your pharmacist can advise you on how that will work for you, uh, that's usually the best way. Is Valium a good substitute to get off this, uh, get off this damn well, out of it? Uh, well, Valium's longer acting. Um, so, it, and it's it's exactly the same family. So, so Valium could be sort of considered the, 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 the grandfather in that category. So, I is it if you're asking me is it a good choice I'd say no it's not a good choice there's probably a, other medications um, in different classes that are a little bit uh, uh, more responsive and helpful to get you off of uh, off of Ativan or Lorazepam such as uh, you know uh, a medication that's often uh, not looked upon is is a medication it's actually a, an antidepressant called Buspar uh, you know it's used a lot in cases where to get off of Bus other, bar? yeah, that's the brand of it, and and it's used it's used actually coincidentally to also help people stop smoking as well, and I think we've talked about uh, that on on the show before, but but you know things like that, uh, medications like that are a little bit more uh, easy on the system and not as uh, not as likely to cause any any problems with dependence. Excellent. Is that spelled B U S S P A R? Just one S. B U S, like oh, a bus, pop. and then par. P-A-R. Right, right. Okay. Well, I think it'd be better than using the uh, Whitney Houston yeah. solution. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Thanks. a lot, Bye. Mike. Okay. We've got Shirley in Brampton. Hi, Shirley. Hi. How are you? I'm good. What's your question? Um, yeah. Can you take, uh, you're taking high blood pressure pills. Can you also take a leave? Someone told me you couldn't. But she was just a friend, <laughs> so I yeah. want to know if you could take them. And a, yeah. a leave, just to to let people know, is something that you take for arthritis, right? That's right. So a leave is is uh, a medication that uh, that used to be on on a prescription, and it was known as naproxen. And and you know, for the longest time, 
you know, okay. it was it was around as a prescription drug. So it's just recently that that medication has become over the counter, and yeah. and people use it for headaches, but mostly people use it for you know injury or inflammation. What ends up happening? The interaction that they're talking about is that that the Aleve and most anti-inflammatory drugs like that do have a potential to slightly increase your blood pressure. So, um, you know, as long as you're using it just sort of on an intermittent basis where, you know, you've, you've hurt yourself or you're, you gotta, you know, you've hurt your back or your neck or whatever, it shouldn't really have too much of an effect on a very short-term basis to oh, increase so your you blood pressure. Take them every day, like. uh, if you take it every day, um, you know, just, you know, keep an eye on it and, and watch your blood pressure and even talk to your pharmacist because sometimes by just switching medications, like for instance, if you were on a leave and you switched to ibuprofen, that may not have as much effect on your blood pressure. Oh, okay. I only take half a tablet. But yeah, that's not very much. So I no. doubt that would cause very, very much increase in blood pressure. But but you never know. Everybody's yeah. a little different. Right? I, that's right. I have a question about sure. a leave because uh, um, it's something that sometimes take stuff for sports, like before right, sports, right. for infla- inflammation. Yeah. So I thought that a leave, you had to take it for a while to build up in your system because it's not going to work if you just take one an hour before you need it. Yeah. So, I mean, for things like headaches and things like that, Libby, I mean, it'll usually give you some pretty quick relief. Now, if you're trying to get inflammation, like if you've if you've got, as I said, a bad neck or back or something, inflammation is different because it takes a little bit – uh, of time to get it out of your system. Right. It's almost like you know, if you hurt your arm and you put an ice pack on it, you know, and then you ice it, and then six hours later you ice it again, and six hours later you ice it again. It takes a while to get all the inflammation out. Same same principle applies with anti-inflammatory medications. It but does, ibuprofen would do the trick on the spot, no? Um, well, ibuprofen is kind of the same thing. It's just a different class of oh. medications. And sometimes it does, as you say, take a little while to get all that inflammation out of there. And sometimes it, you know, it just different, different people respond to different things. So, Okay. Shirley, do you have any other questions? No, just, uh, just a leaf. And, oh, dear. The dog's barking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. You better go deal with him. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. So, so that's, so... There's this whole thing uh, for sports about taking these things, you know, an hour before you do something. But I think that's been – has that been debunked or um, – you, you mean around uh, settling you down like with beta blockers and no, that No, sort no, no. I mean around inflammation and, oh, and inflammation. arthritis. Yeah, no, I don't think it's been debunked. And, and in fact, uh, you know, I mean by – as you say, you know, if, if you've got a chronic problem and, and uh, especially, you know, with – a joint uh, or issue that's that's uh, inflamed or whatever, you know, yeah, absolutely. By taking, you know, consistently medication in advance to, you know, build into your system because, you know, all these medications have to hit a certain level in your system before they're actually going to do any good. And a lot of times that's the big difference, you know, like stuff for – because a lot of times those medications for inflammation are also good for headache too, but in a very short-acting and a lower dose than – than, you know, if you, if you hurt yourself or you hurt your back or something. So Now we're talking about falls. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Any question that you have for Dean Miller is just fine. But, okay, so the best way to prevent falls is 
to stay in shape and to make sure that your balance is okay. And balance is something that generally deteriorates a bit as we age. Absolutely. I mean, that's the nail on the head right there because, you know, anything that that alters your balance, and again, we were talking about medications earlier on, and you make you drowsy, throw you off balance a little bit, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to cause an increase in, in your likelihood of, of, of falling. And then, you know, the other thing that you know, I think is a really important uh, medication tip is that, you know, people that are, you know, elderly, I mean, the bones get a little bit more brittle, you know, things like vitamin D supplements and, and things that strengthen your bones um, are critical, uh, especially as you get uh, into the senior years. Um, I mean, we don't have to worry about it too much on nice sunny days where, you know, if you get outside and get some uh, sunshine, but vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin, but it is probably the the best vitamin uh, of all of them to sort of uh, prevent uh, fall or not prevent falls, but if you do fall, you know, giving you that sense of uh, uh, security that you're not going to break something. Okay, um, let's get back to the exercise piece as prevention. Do you have anything in particular that you recommend? Well, you know, I think, you know, for seniors and, and you you said exactly the, the, the thing, you know, it doesn't need to be uh, intense exercise. I mean, certainly in the younger senior years, I mean, you know, walks or riding a bike or swimming, you know, but, you know, in the in the later years, uh, you know, when you're up into your 80s and even into your 90s, it's, it's all about balance and, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, easy exercises like holding onto a chair and and balancing on one foot and then switching to the other leg and repeating that numerous times will help your balance uh, incredibly and 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 you know by helping your balance i mean you know that one in f- one in three senior statistic that we used about people that actually have falls i mean that can change dramatically with just a uh, an assistance in better balance okay now i i have to say you know stop me if i get preachy about exercise, but um, I do a type of exercise every morning called eccentrics. And there is a lot, I do a lot of work on my feet. And it's just kind of working your toes and making sure that you're on your whole foot. And it's very easy. It's not Mm -hmm. strenuous, but it, it does a lot for your balance. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not just it's not just brittle bones and making sure that you're exercising to make your bone strength strengths but but you know what you're talking about is is flexibility as well and ensuring that the muscles are are flexible and especially in your feet which are you know is is often overlooked by people and and proper foot care and and things like that is incre- the, incredibly it's, important it's the foundation and also a lot of people out there with diabetes the feet are a yeah, big issue absolutely it is okay we've got dorothy in Brantford hi dorothy Hi. How are you? I'm fine. You? Fine, thanks. That's good. What's your question? Uh, it's about nerve pain in my legs. Okay. Go ahead. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Um, I was wondering if there's anything you uh, could recommend for nerve pain in my legs. I'm taking uh, quite a f- lot of prescriptions right now, and uh, I don't know. They're not helping me any. Um. So, uh, the, have you been on them for a while, Dorothy? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so so has the doctor sort of experimented a little bit with yes. different different medications, and none of them seem to be working. No, no. Uh, you know, there is some. Uh, you know, there is some um, 
analgesic creams over the counter that have been uh, you and I'm not sure if you've used them or not but but um uh, the base product is capsation which is which is like a which is like a hot pepper um and I'm not sure they're they're quite expensive but I'm not sure if you've ever used those but often those used in combination with medications I mean I'm not sure if he's given you gabapentin or something like that for your nerve pain in, in your legs but often those creams in combination work pretty well and it is it is expensive uh, for a cream like a little tube is usually around $30 and you know it's not covered by Ontario drug benefits so you know the, it is a pretty expensive uh, thing to use but uh, often that's pretty effective well um gabapentin is uh, what I'm on and uh, I've tried that capsation and I'm uh, allergic to it oh mm. yeah uh, you know one the only other time I've sort of, you know, your situation with an allergy to to that, there is a a few other um, compounded prescriptions, and you know we haven't talked about that on the show very often. But the pharmacist can compound prescriptions as well, or make prescriptions uh, with different uh, ingredients and that sort of thing. Um, your doctor may know of some combinations that would work that are sort of substitutes or close relatives of of the capsation creams which are over the counter but usually it requires the pharmacist to to make those so it may be a conversation with your physician to just say you know what uh, well he, obviously he or she would know that you know you're not uh, you're allergic to to capsation so but there are alternatives oh i see well um what would I do then? Uh, just have to see my uh, doctor first then? Yeah, I think, you know, the next time you go see your physician, just, just mentioned uh, again, just as a reminder that, you know, maybe you'd like to try another cream or ointment. Uh, you know, you had heard that there were other alternatives available. And, and um, you know, either that physician you know, will know it uh, off the top of their head or, or perhaps that they'll, uh, they'll be able to do a bit of research and find something that will work for you. Right, then that's what I'll do. Sounds like a plan, Dorothy. Thanks for your call. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye Bye now. Okay, Dean, well, we just have a few seconds left. What would you like to leave us with? Well, you know, I I think this is a a problem that that is often overlooked by people, but it is a big, um, you know, a a big uh, problem amongst seniors. And and I think, you know, by taking things, you know, very serious and and making your home uh, fall-proof, uh, is 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 something that uh, people should actually think about uh, more and more because it's a it's a huge problem. Uh huh, and it gets worse as we get older. That's for sure. As always, thank you so much, Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.